my first time in Davos was like crazy. Welcome to Radio Davos, the podcast from the World Economic Forum that looks at the biggest challenges and how we might solve them. This week, the influencers meet the influential. We talk to the YouTubers at the forum's annual meeting. Walk down the corridor and there's Sam Altman next to you. There's so many interesting people and you're just able to talk to them. Hundreds of millions of people follow social media influencers who shape their view of the world. So what were these influencers doing in Davos? More than half of the world's population is on social media. Why don't you come and bridge that gap? We hear from three very different content creators who have millions of followers between them. Audiences that lap up their videos on science, health and how to get ahead in education. Incredibly inspiring. I think the ability to not only hear from but also interact with like the world's preeminent thought leaders, government officials, executives. It's a privilege and one that I'm super humbled to be here. We take a listen to what these YouTubers produced. Hey, I'm Jacob Autant and I'm here at Davos at the World Economic Forum and I'm trying to meet the most influential people I can get and learn from them. And I will start with Jane Goodall. Hello, my name is Gohar Khan and I'm here at Davos because the WEF recently reported that analytical thinking, creative thinking, and AI and big data are going to be the Hello. top in demand. And we are going to, we're going to the Congress Center, right? For my next meeting. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts or visit weft.ch slash podcasts. I'm Robin Palmer at the World Economic Forum and joining the YouTubers at the annual meeting. The purpose is let more people know what is happening in the world. This is Radio Davos. Yes, welcome to Radio Davos. If you're a new listener, a reminder that Radio Davos is a weekly year-round podcast that looks at a wide variety of big issues that affect us all, with an emphasis on ways that humanity can address its biggest challenges. But the podcast is named after Davos, the venue of the World Economic Forum's annual meeting, which happened just a couple of weeks ago. And we have some great episodes lined up that were recorded in that town high in the Swiss Alps. This is the first, and in it, I speak to three communicators who talk to huge audiences via their social media channels. Later in the show, Gohar Khan, who helps millions of followers advance their academic careers on his channel, Gohar's Guide, and Adana Steinacker, who gave up her job as a medical doctor to become a full-time YouTuber, talking to women around the world about their health. First, this German scientist is making science accessible to hundreds of thousands of social media followers. What did he make of Davos? I'm Jacob Autant. I'm a German science YouTuber and also I'm doing my PhD at the University of Cologne. Thanks for joining us here. So you're one of the YouTubers who've come to Davos this year, something we've done for a few years now. You know, a journalist will get a different perspective on Davos compared to a delegate. And a YouTuber will get a slightly different perspective, maybe from a news journalist. And you're a science YouTuber. First of all, give us an idea of what kind of things on your channel. And then I really want to hear what you found interesting in Davos. On my channel, I talk about like technologies that will make the world better and new research that giving us findings that are interesting for the people. I mean, how many followers do you have? And let's see, why do you think they come to you for this? I have like over 600,000 uh, subscribers. And they come to me because I think I'm trustworthy. I hope so because I'm very transparent about my sources. They know my background from the university that I'm researching there. So I think they trust me. That's one important point. And then people like to hear about technologies that make the world better because we hear so many bad news that they love it when they hear, oh, there's something that is going to make the world a better place. And people are a bit scared of science and technology sometimes in terms of it's going to be too complicated to understand. So that must be part of your job, isn't it? To make it human, digestible, accessible. I think 
for my channel, I try to explain it to everybody so everybody understands and also everybody is excited. And what I hear a lot from people is like, oh, in school I was not interested in science and technologies and I found your channel and now I'm, I'm curious about it. And there are also some people that started studying and telling me at least that, that they did it because they loved these videos and they got really interested in it. And I'm not sure if it's true, but uh, what I really think is like at least people are getting excited about technology and science with me. Your first time in Davos this week. Tell us, you know, who have you met and what's impressed you or surprised you? My first time in Davos was like crazy. I met so many people like Jane Goodall or Bill Gates and so many other interesting persons. And what I found really interesting because I didn't know what to expect. And I came here and like you walk down the corridor and there's Sam Altman coming next to you. There's so many interesting people and you're just able to talk to them. And so many people are here that are very open to talk to you and want to give you interviews. And that really surprised me. I thought like it would be harder to get in touch with the people, but it was really easy. And I think I had such a full schedule because I, I just met, for example, ministers on the floor and was, oh, would you do an interview with me? And they're like, yeah, sure, let's do it right now. And that was very, very special for me because I've never been at a place where so many interesting people came together and they were so open to talk to me as a YouTuber. So yeah, that was, that was amazing. And is there a particular story? Presumably you're going to go home and start editing and putting, putting things together. Is there one thing you think you can't wait to get this out? People are going to love this. I mean, the Jane Goodall thing was, first of all, so many people that talked to her told me before that I should really talk to her because she's an amazing person. And then we, we met and we sat next to each other and it was the very emotional talk about her biggest learning in life and what advice would she give me and the young people that are watching my videos. And she got really emotional and talked about her mother and how she told her, like, if you really want to do something, you, you have to start, you have to go out and you have to work for it. And then it might work out. And one of the most important things is that you're optimistic about it because if you're not optimistic at all, it won't work. And she gave me so many advices and it was so positive that that was a very, very special moment for me. Hey, I'm Jacob Autant and I'm here at Davos at the World Economic Forum and I'm trying to meet the most influential people I can get and learn from them. And I will start with Jane Goodall. What is your biggest learning you did in your life and what is an advice you would give a young person? When everybody laughed at me at 10 years old and I was saying that, uh, you know, that I would go to Africa, live with wild animals and write books, everybody laughed at me because, you know, I didn't have money, World War II was raging. Why didn't I dream about something I could achieve? But if you really want to do this, then you're going to have to work really hard take advantage of every opportunity. And if you don't give up, hopefully you find a way. And I take that message all around the world. It really means a lot to me, so thank you very much. Welcome. <laughs> and if you want to see the other lessons I learned, go to my channel. My name is Dr. Adana Steinacker. I'm a medical doctor and a digital creator. What women want to know is your show. Yes. It's appealing to women, I guess. But yes. What are you talking about on there? So I run a show on social media called What Women Want to Know. It is a show about women's health and well-being. And I started it actually 
because of my training as a medical doctor, but also because of the insight into the back end of my data on social media. Um, I have over 98% of my followers being women. And considering the fact that I also started running my social media platforms whilst I was still practicing medicine, even though I wasn't specifically talking about medicine, a lot of my audience thought it was a good platform to engage with me and ask me very deeply personal questions that I could relate to. And so when I then made the transition from clinical medicine to digital entrepreneurship, I focus specifically on women's health because I'm personally passionate about it. And, and most of the questions that they, they want to find out, I have, I can relate to. I've seen it and it's, uh, it can be very personal. So you seem very comfortable opening up about maybe, unfortunately, taboo issues. Of course, of course. Well, if you think about YouTube and the mission they have, it is to democratize access to information. And, you know, sadly, when you actually look at the shocking statistics or data around women's health, there is that gap. And we know that one of the ways to bridge that gap is through education, through awareness. And so I am very comfortable raising these issues because I want women to know, to have this knowledge about their health and their well-being because it is empowering. It gives them the right questions to ask their medical professionals or their doctors. And so I think that's very empowering the more women know. And we can't really do that by shying away from important conversations because the result is very dire. If women don't know what to look for, they don't know what to ask. Um, diagnoses are made late, treatment is offered late, and then you know that leads to further complications. So I have no problem sharing. What are the topics that really are very popular? Where, where do you get the big numbers? Sex. I knew you were gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> no surprises there. I mean, there's no point in me asking why that is there. But. Well, it's only one of them, but it, it's really, when you look at women's health, it really starts from the, you know, pre-menstrual health to the menstrual health to sexual health to menopause to, to mental health and emotional well-being. So it's the entire spectrum. And only because sex as a topic, it's, it's like a taboo or a stigma. There's so many cultures where you can't openly talk about it. And when you then find people that are willing to talk about it, everyone's listening because they have the questions. They, they want to know. So it, it, it is one of the, the most um, popular conversation, but really it's everything. Tell me about Davos then. Uh, you've been here before, I think. Yes, I have. Uh, how come you were here before? Well, YouTube, in, in comparison to the other social media platforms, they are the, the one platform that are championing the creator delegation here. And the purpose is let more people know what is happening in the world, the global challenges, what the leaders are proposing. And so where's the, where is more than half of the world's population these days is on social media. So, you know, YouTube said, well, you know, you're a doctor, you talk about women's health. Um, health is on the global agenda, so why don't you come and bridge that gap between, you know, the situation of the world and how people wish to receive that information. So I've had the pleasure of being a, a creator delegate for YouTube. So how about this one? Has there been a particular theme that's come up this time that maybe you've not seen before? 
You know what I said? I was like, you know what? When I leave Davos, I'm going to go back and change my channel to House of Adana AI. Because right. I think that the whole world is just, you know, everyone. I mean, it is an important conversation because of the way that it is changing our world. So, yes, I, I was very interested in learning more, which I did. But particularly, the most exciting thing was the launch of the Global Women's Health Alliance, where about 42 organizations have pledged $55 million towards advancing women's health globally. And, you know, that is, that is my mission. It's my passion. It's my work to get women's health on the agenda because the gap is, you know, it's really shocking and there is not an, enough energy. There's not a lot of investment going there. There's not a lot of research and women are suffering. And when the economics is there to say that, well, when we bridge this gap, this is how much it, it will improve the economy. Suddenly everybody's listening. So I was very excited that that was launched in this Davos. And is there any one particular individual person you've met this time here who was particularly memorable? You know what, I, I've, I can't say one. There have been several women that I've met, women that I've had the pleasure of meeting in, you know, other conferences, um, but also the ones that I've admired their work from afar. Um, you know, one of them is Dr. Vanessa Kerry. She is the WHO envoy for climate change and health. Um, I met Jude Kelly. She's the founder of the, um, the WOW Foundation. I've met... Diane von Furstenberg. I've met Dr. Ngozi Okonjo-Iwala. These are just powerful women that are really making, making a change, making a difference in, in the world, but also inspiring other generations of women. Because when we, you know, typically conversations like this or positions like this are not typically occupied by, by women, especially when you come to, to Davos. So to sort of have this representation and women who are cha championing this conversation, I think it was very inspiring. So I was happy to, to be in conversation with, with a lot of them. Do any of those follow your channel? They do. <laughs> the ones that didn't before, when I chat to them, I convert them. <laughs> um, and so have you been making content here this week? Yes. What, what stories can we expect from you? What content will you be producing? Well, the, the content in a nutshell is really the behind the scenes of what really happened here, everything. But specifically on the conversation, on the topic of um, women's health. And yeah, so if you do watch my wrap up video, it will have a lot of that conversation. I will highlight the fact that, you know, women's health finally is on the, the agenda. I, I was um, part of some of these panels talking about a global wake up call for women's health. So that's what you can expect to see. And then the normal lifestyle things that make it relatable. You know, the thing that makes it different from just, you know, boring conversations after another. So, you know. How, how, how do you do it? What's the secret sauce to do that? The secret sauce is to wake up and tell people, hey, this is me. This is how I'm getting ready. This is how, this is what I'm wearing today. This is the lipstick. This is how nervous I feel about this panel that I'm about to join. And then I take them through the panel and it's amazing. And then suddenly they realize, well, you know, when you see world leaders or, you know, um, public speakers who have come up, come off a stage and you think they were great, to know that they probably were nervous five minutes before walking up on stage. That is the relatability that they don't really get from... Just watching the session. Reading. Exactly. You have no idea. You have no idea. They're probably shitting themselves sat there. <laughs> Hello.
and we are going to we're going to the congress center right right yes we are going to the congress center for my next meeting and i have to say it's so inspiring to walk alongside global leaders actually influencing the way that the world exists and moves towards innovation, sustainability, climate change. As an African, I've been so excited meeting the amazing Africans at WEARTH contributing to the conversation of the global challenges that we're experiencing, particularly on the continent. Many years ago, I graduated as the valedictorian of my high school, and this was my goal since freshman year. Now, getting to number one was an unusual path because it's not just about how smart you are or the study techniques you use. It's also a game of strategy. You have to think about the specific classes you're taking, when you're taking them, and so many other variables. In this video, I'm going to break down several tips that you can use to become My name is Gohar Khan, and I'm a content creator. I upload college application advice and study tips for students on YouTube. Sophie, you've got 3.3 million subscribers on YouTube. How did you get them? Why did they come to you for 3.3 million people? What are they getting from you? So in the very beginning, it was college application advice. Uh, so I graduated from MIT, and so I took to YouTube to sort of reflect on my college admissions experience and to provide my advice to high school students. And now that audience has grown, uh, we also have like middle school students and you know, college students following me for study tips and life advice as well. Where are they geographically? 30 to 40% in the US and the rest is international. How do you make it fun? YouTube videos have to be fun. Yes, yes. How do you do that? So I try to couple you know, value with storytelling in each of my short form videos. So for example, instead of me just saying, here are three study hacks for your next exam, I'll tell like a hypothetical story about like a teacher and a student, and I'll sort of weave in the tips in that sort of storyline, uh, which makes it so much more fun and engaging for my viewers. All right, let's talk about Davos. Have you been to Davos before? It's your first one? No, this is my first time, yep. How is it? Incredibly inspiring. I think the ability to not only hear from, but also interact with like the world's preeminent thought leaders, government officials, executives, uh, it's a privilege and one that, you know, I'm, I'm super humbled to be here. Who did you meet or speak to is very memorable? Yeah, so yesterday I had the opportunity to interview author Adam Grant. It, it was really insightful to kind of talk to him because, you know, a lot of his writing applies to young adults and adults. But our conversation was able to sort of apply his advice to younger students as well. Um, and it was really interesting to see how he thinks about, you know, his advice for, for a younger audience. Um, and, and it's also very insightful. So what kind of stories are you going to tell from here? So I'm going to touch upon, you know, the jobs of the future and, you know, the skills that students need to sort of master today for, you know, upcoming industries. I'm also going to touch upon, you know, AI and education. You know, I think AI has been like a huge hot topic here. And it's super interesting to see the perspective that, you know, not only industry people, but government officials also have and how proactive they're being. And so I think kind of just showing my audience what, you know, these executives, what these officials are thinking about would be super helpful. Okay, so you're advising prospective college students. How many of them are saying, ChatGPT, write me an MIT application, you know, write my cover letter? And are you advising them to do that? No, I've never advised them to do that. But, you know, I, I'm sure that many students have thought about using ChatGPT or other AI tools to write their essays and exams. But, you know, it's, one, it's, it's, a, it's a piece of advice that I highly advise against. Why? Why? Why not? I think there's beauty in sort of, you know, crafting your own essay or your own narrative. I think there's a learning process involved. And I feel like if you just use AI to shortcut that process, you know, you might get the good grade in the moment. But I think, you know, over the long term, when you have to, you know, apply for a job or do an interview, um, you know, 
th those skills aren't there if, if you all, always took the shortcut. I mean, what, what, are, what are the big themes, the things of interest for you, for your channel, for AI? So I think it's the way that students can use AI to sort of enhance their studying process. So for example, you know, students before, if they want to study for an exam, they might just have to go through practice problems in their textbook. But now they can use AI to generate additional practice problems, uh, and they can get even more practice for their exams. Uh, students can also use AI to create study schedules. You know, they might just tell an AI, hey, I have these cl classes. Uh, you know, I also want to you know, do these extracurricular activities. I want to spend time with my friends on the weekends. And AI can just spit out you know, the perfect study routine for these students. So I think AI is really just going to enhance you know, the, the lives of these students and you know, how they go about their academics. That's great. Is there a particular application, a particular app that does the thing you just said? So I think students can use either ChatGPT or BARD to really just accomplish you know, any of these tasks, which is fascinating. It's something I didn't expect, but it's a really cool application of it. Hi everyone, my name is Gohar Khan, and I'm here at Davos because the WEF recently reported that analytical thinking, creative thinking, and AI and big data are going to be the top in-demand skills by 2027. But I want to hear from the world's preeminent thought leaders and see what other skills they would like to add. I think for the jobs of the future, and actually frankly the jobs of the present too, we need to invest in character skills. And the character skills that I care about most are generosity, humility, and proactivity. Mm -hmm. So generosity for me is about being a giver rather than a taker and trying to figure out whenever you learn something new, who can I teach this to? Number two, humility. That's all about knowing what you don't know. Mm -hmm. It's about recognizing that knowledge is constantly evolving and being willing to question a lot of your assumptions. Lastly, proactivity is about trying to anticipate opportunities. Um, I think of proactive people as like human sponges. Mm -hmm. um, and so you're trying to absorb information around you. But a good sponge also filters out um, unhelpful or inaccurate information. Thank you so much, honestly. I think that's super Follow helpful. it at your own risk. <laughs> Adam Grant ending that clip from the YouTube channel of Goha Khan. Thanks to him and to the other creators, Jacob Boton and Adana Steinacker. Find them across social media. Links in the show notes to this episode. Please subscribe to Radio Davos wherever you get your podcasts, where we will be dropping lots of great interviews from the annual meeting 2024. And on wef.ch slash podcasts, you can find all our podcasts, including Meet the Leader, great interviews about leadership, and agenda dialogues with the full audio from discussions at forum events, including the annual meeting. This episode of Radio Davos was written and presented by me, Robin Pomeroy. Studio engineering in Davos was by Juan Toran. Editing by Jerry Johansson. Studio production by Taz Kelleher. We'll be back next week, but for now, thanks to you for listening, and goodbye. <laughs>